Fantasy Pros Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Brent Gromoski and Mike McGregor. Welcome to the Fantasy Bros Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Brent Gromoski, back at it again with Mike McGregor. You can find Mike over on Twitter at MikeMacFF, and you can follow me at Brent Gromoski. How's your Tuesday night going so far, Mike? It's going. It's going. It's been interesting as a Lions fan. Yeah, yeah. We've had some uh, not-so-fun news today, huh? Yeah, it's been a rough one. Right. So When isn't it? Right. The life of a Lions fan. So, all right, on today's show, we're going to talk about uh, some news and notes, like always. We're also going to talk about some trades that went down today in the NFL. And then we're going to introduce a new segment that will help you out during the second half of your fantasy season. And then we'll finish off the show with our week eight starts of the week. And there's a couple doozies in there, Mike. There are. Yep. So let's jump right into it. So, Mike, lead us off with some sad, sad news. It brings a tear to my eye. But Kerryon Johnson has officially been placed on the IR with a knee injury. Sounds like he's eligible to come back week 16. But at that point, are you going to start him in your fantasy playoff championships? Coming First game back from a knee injury? Probably not. So unfortunately, he is probably droppable. Unless you have an IR spot that you can put him in, just in hope, hope and pray. But unfortunately, it's looking pretty rough. He had so much promise coming into this year. I know. Uh, that really stinks. <clears throat> so, uh, on the, I don't want to even call it the plus side, but something that you have to adjust, right? You have to look at who's going to replace him. Yeah. Uh, Ty Johnson is probably a must own at this point, especially in PPR leagues. Um, I would say so, yeah. He should take over that early down work, and he can catch the ball out of the backfield. Deeper leagues, we're looking at J.D. McKissick. Um, you know, I mean, I, I don't know if either guy is going to be a superstar, but you should be able to plug him in, especially in PPR leagues, and, and maybe count for double digits, you know? Yeah, and, and Detroit has been rumored with all the running backs out there and the trade rumors. So there's a good chance they have to add someone because – they don't have you – no, know, they released Zach Center a couple weeks ago or however long ago it was. I don't think it made the team. Never mind. Derry Sanders. <laughs> but they don't really have anybody else, and I don't think they're just going to be comfortable rolling out Ty Johnson and J.D. McKissick. That's true. That is very true. So uh, next little bit of news is Emmanuel Sanders got traded to the San Francisco 49ers. How do you feel about that, Mike? I mean, it was one of those trades where it just kind of made sense. Obviously, San Fran needed a receiver. For the people around it, who it affects, I think I don't know that it necessarily helps or hurts Cortland Sutton now that he's going to be the true number one receiver for the Broncos, which he kind of already has been this year. But uh, another guy that gets a boost up is Deshaun Hamilton, which I think we'll talk about him a little bit later today. The... Uh, then you look at people like Jimmy G. He gets a little bump, little bit of a bump up, which he hasn't really had a receiver to throw to too much. So I, it's a good fit for him. They run pretty similar offenses, so he'll pick it up pretty quick. And it'll be interesting, that's for sure. Yeah. Does that uh, kick any of those – I mean, not like they were superstars anyways, but does it kick any of those 49er wide receivers kind of 
to the side where he's all hands off? Not really. I, no one that I'm necessarily all hands off on, but I don't think I was never really hands on in the beginning in the first place. So it really doesn't affect that a whole lot in my opinion. Right. Absolutely. I agree. So uh, Muhammad Sanu got traded bright and early this morning. I think it was the first thing, first little bit of news on Twitter. Um, he got traded to the New England Patriots of all teams. Of course. Right. So, I mean, that's got to be stock down for Josh Gordon, Philip Dorsett, stock up for Brady. And, I mean, Edelman's he kind of just does what Edelman does. Right. Uh, another stock up is Calvin Ridley. Right. Exactly. 100%. I mean, he had a couple of games there where, you know, we were getting questions all over Twitter. Do we drop Ridley? What do we do? No, you hang on to him. You know I mean? The guy's a, he's a young stud. Super in the making, talented. Yeah, exactly. Stud in the making wide receiver. He's going to have ups and downs, but with Sanu out of the picture, I mean, and I know Matt Ryan, he, he got injured last week, high ankle sprain, may or may not play, but he's the number two on a high powered passing offense and he's going to get lots of targets for sure. Yep. So uh, this last little bit of news, everybody knows about it. The world knows about it. Patrick Mahomes injured on Thursday night football last week, dislocated his kneecap. Uh, All the reports are, I guess, best case scenario so far. And they're, they're expecting him to be out about three weeks, but, Things can change. You never know how, you know, he's going to react to, uh, to to healing up, you know. So how does that affect Kansas City's weapons? You know, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey moving forward, Mike. I mean, I personally think it's a step down. Obviously, Matt Moore is not Patrick Mahomes. I don't think that really needed to be said, but here we are. So Tyreek Hill might take a slight bump down. I don't think it really is going to affect Kelsey too much. But I feel like the tight end's kind of like that safety valve for the, those backup quarterbacks, those rookie quarterbacks. So I don't expect him to see too big of a dip. People like Nicole Hardman and Sammy Watkins, I just don't know. I don't think I'm playing them until I kind of see how things look with Matt Moore in the offense. Uh, do you think this affects any of the – running backs at all what does it do for that backfield i was actually just going to bring that up i think uh your pass catching back so your LaShawn mccoy maybe damian williams he hasn't looked the best but i I gotta toss him in there but especially LaShawn mccoy i think that you know that quarterback who's not quite as experienced not quite as comfortable behind uh behind center there he's gonna that those will also be his safety valves along with travis kelsey so there'll be some more dump offs um just some more you know, design screen passes, things along those lines. So, uh, but again, you know, the offense isn't going to be as full stream ahead as it has been in the past. I, I don't know if they're going to cancel it. I'm not really sure what's going to happen, but I would assume PPR leagues, LaShawn McCoy gets a slight bump. Uh, Damien Williams, I, I, I don't know. I really don't want anything to do with him. Yeah. I, I haven't really been on the Damien Williams train all season, but you just have to temper expectations for all Chiefs players. The offense is obviously not going to be the same without Patrick Mahomes. And I personally don't think he comes back until after their bye week. So there's a chance he's missing five weeks instead of three or four weeks or whatever it is. I mean, he's a, you hate to, I don't, I'm not going to call him a Hall of Fame quarterback, but he's a 
he might be the biggest superstar in the NFL right now. Yeah. You, you, you don't want to rush him back. You know, I mean, your, your team's off to a great start this year. You yeah, should be able to they get keep through a winning. couple weeks. Exactly. Yeah, if they keep winning, there's no point of bringing him back early because you're going to want him for the postseason. Even if they can win one out of three games. You know, I mean, that's perfect. Exactly. But if I can have him back for fantasy playoffs, that would be awesome. So, <laughs> yeah, you read if you're listening, do what you got to do. Yeah, you, you've got him and uh, you had Sammy Watkins for week one and, or week one, two, whatever it was where he, he was just dominating. Oh, it was week one. Yeah, you, you absolutely loved your team. I think a couple weeks ago you hit all-time high points in that league. And what happened this past week? Uh, did I crack a hundred? I cracked a hundred. Did you just barely? Barely. Yeah. But so I lost Mahomes. I lost Will Fuller in the game. Uh, I don't even know. I had Odell Beckham and DJ Moore on bye weeks. It was just a rough week. Yeah. Didn't go well. Nope. Nope. Week seven was weird all around. So it was but, pretty weird. Right. So, all right, let's move on to our newest segment. Uh, we call it second half saviors. So these are going to be players that we are targeting keeping an eye on some players that could make a difference for your fantasy team uh you know in the final you know half of the season so mike do you want to start it off with one of your guys i sure do and i will get any chance i can to talk about lions players my first second half savior is going to be quarterback matthew stafford who i feel like is just not getting the love that he deserves but according to, and on Twitter, at Debro underscore FFB, Derek Brown, if you don't follow him, he's actually a really good follow on Twitter. Uh, but he said he is, Stafford is second in deep attempts and seventh in air yards. So Stafford's Ooh. slinging the ball. And he has one of the best, if not the best arm in the league. So when he's throwing the ball, it equates to yards and touchdowns. He's got... Only one game this season without multiple touchdowns. The Lions are throwing more than what we anticipated, and now that could even go even more in the passing game with carry-on out. And you look at the remaining schedule, Have a, they do play Chicago twice. I mean, he plays Minnesota again, which he just kind of torched, although they lost. Don't want to talk about it. But they do play the Giants this week and then the Raiders, who are two very plus matchups. And then sprinkled in there, you also have the Buccaneers and the Redskins. But Stafford right now is averaging 291 passing yards a game, and he's only 59% owned in Yahoo, which to me, I still – I just feel like he just doesn't get the love that he deserves. I don't know if that's just me being a Lions fan. I don't know, but it's kind of disappointing. We should do a poll tomorrow on Twitter, and we'll say, uh, you know, where do you think Matt Stafford is ranked-wise? You know, is he top three? Is he top six? Is he top 12? You know what I mean? And let's see where he falls in, in popularity. So do you uh, know where he's at right now on, on the list of quarterbacks? I do. I was just going to ask you, average points per game, do you know? I don't know about average points per game, but I know he's a QB1 right now. He is a QB1. He is actually the QB7 in average fantasy points per game for 2019. Nice. Yeah, he's number 12 in total points, and he's already had his bye week. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Where a lot of these guys have not that are still in that top 10, top 12. So there's – he's killing it this year, and he's 
having the most efficient season of his career or one of them. So hop yeah. on board. I absolutely love that pick. So, uh, okay. I'm going to go with Deshaun Hamilton, obviously with Emmanuel Sanders news of him getting traded. Deshaun steps into a big time role with the Broncos. I know it's not a high powered offense, but he's going to get targets. So the final four games of 2018, which was when Manny Sanders tore his, his uh, Achilles, right? He averaged, this is Deshaun, he averaged 13.6 fantasy points per game in PPR leagues. Nice. Those aren't earth-shattering numbers, but, I mean, if you can pick somebody up off the waiver wire, start him. I mean, he's, that's a perfect wide receiver three or flex spot, you know? Absolutely. Right. And it gives you a little bit of upside because last year he was a rookie, didn't have a whole lot of experience, didn't have, you know, have any uh, – he wasn't used to playing with Case Keenum. This year, he's, I'm sure he's played with Flacco in practice. He's had some games under his belt. I don't want to say I'm super excited for him, but he's, he's going to put up – he's going to be a cheap option that you can plug and play and get, a would say, a safe 10 points every week. I'm going to potentially throw a wrench into that plan for you. All right, go. So, according to John Elway, which I don't, who knows what he knows. Um, not much. Probably not. According to him, it sounds like Tim Patrick is coming back this week as well. Does Correct. that hinder your Deshaun Hamilton love at all going forward? Or do you think it's just kind of a something that I, – I guess, do you think Deshaun's going to be the all. receiver too for that team? Yes, 100%. Okay. So Tim Patrick, you have to keep in mind, he was also on the team last year. It's not like he was he's a rookie this year. Right. So he he was decent. He he played the same uh four games that Deshaun did. And he actually put up respectable numbers too. So if you're in a super deep league or a dynasty league that has, you know, 30 roster spots, something like that. I mean, just glancing here, it looks like he averaged about six targets a game, had four or five catches for about 40 yards. Didn't get in into the end zone, but it's just one of those guys. You know, he's a Cortland Sutton injury away from from being a you know a startable wide receiver. Why would you even say that? Yeah, well, injuries happen. Ask Carrion Johnson. And yes, I'm bitter. Yeah, I'm gonna take a victory lap real quick if you don't mind on Cortland Sutton. I have a I tweeted out before the season started last year that he was going to be a top ten wide receiver within two to three years. Did it in a year and a half. So, pat on the bat for me. Yeah, you uh, you just jinxed yourself. I hope you know that. Oh, probably. But I could sit here and do a whole podcast on things I've been wrong about in the last <laughs> week. So That's very true. That's very true. <laughs> so, I'll take my victory lap when I can. Or while I can, I guess I should uh, say. We'll, we'll see if he finishes the season as a top 10. I'll be curious. It'll be close. Yeah, exactly. So, who's your next guy? My next guy is... And, these next couple people aren't going to be the sexiest players. By oh, any means. we're going deep, aren't we? We are going deep. Yeah, let's not get into that. <laughs> um, so, my next guy is Deontay Johnson, receiver from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like I said, not sexy when you hear the name. Not someone you're like rushing to your waiver wire to add. But he's available in fourteen percent of Yahoo. Or he, or sorry. He's only owned in 14% of Yahoo leagues. Uh, but he gets Mason Rudolph back, which seemed to be his favorite target goal when Rudolph was out there, which is good. 
He's been relatively consistent with his targets, minus the debacle of Sunday night football against the Chargers in a very negative game script for him. But he's had four games of at least five targets, which is good. And his remaining schedule is relatively easy. A lot of the defenses are kind of middling defenses, middle-of-the-pack kind of guys. But he's someone I'm keeping an eye on. I'm not, like I said, I'm not rushing to go add him right now. But if he puts out another game and gets another, I don't know, six targets, eight targets, anything like that, I'm going to start kind of looking his way a little bit. But his last, uh, take away that Sunday night football game, but his last three games, target-wise, it was eight, six, and six. So just keep an eye on him. That's all I kind of want to put in your ear is just get familiar with the name because there's a chance that he actually has a relatively decent second half of the season and injuries are piling up here. So if you need a guy to plug in for bye weeks, injuries, what have you, he might be a guy to look at. Absolutely. And I, and I really want to reiterate that these aren't, I shouldn't say that all of them aren't, but most of these guys we're going to talk about, they're not must owns. We're not saying go out there and, and get them no matter what. We're just saying, keep an eye on them. If you have a, a empty bench spot, throw them on there. If you've got somebody that, you know, the, the upside isn't there, let's say that you own a Frank Gore or something like that, and he's never going to start for you, throw him to the – kick him to the curb, add one of these guys. Just, you know, it's along those lines. For sure. So, all right. Uh, my next guy is – and we kind of talked about him a little bit early in the show, but it's Ty Johnson from the Detroit Lions. Obviously, he's a must-add, right? For sure. So, spoke about him earlier, but in limited work with the Lions, he's averaging almost four yards per carry, which I it does it, that does not sound good, right? Almost four yards per carry. But when you compare it to what Carrion Johnson was averaging, which I think was, what, 2.8? I don't want to talk about it. Exactly. I mean, he has been impressive with what he's had to work with. He's catching 89% of the balls thrown his way. I mean, you throw it, he's got a 90% chance of catching it. Okay. If you're hurting at running back, which a lot of fantasy teams are right now with injuries, underperform. Oh, my gosh. Did you see Joe Mixon's stat line last week? No. Dude, he had like – I don't even – I'm not even going to look it up, but it was something along the lines of like 12 carries for two yards. <laughs> what and made you think of that? Because well, I was just saying, if you have, you know, some running back issues caused by injury or underperforming players – such as Joe Mixon, Ty Johnson. I mean, who would you rather start right now, Joe Mixon or Ty Johnson? Oh, my God. I don't I mean, want to you say ha- it. You have to consider it, right? Yeah, maybe. So, I mean, oh, here's the thing. It hurts my soul. I'm a huge Mixon guy. I know. But Joe Mixon, so I just, I just traded for him last week for some – ungodly reason i don't ask me why it was a panic trade (laughs) (laughs) it really was uh so joe mixon has scored this is a normal ppr leagues under six under 10 points four out of seven games and according to my calculations that is not good no he's only scored he's only scored over 15 points once and it was 17 so he has not had a boom game. Yep. He had, and I'm looking at now 10 carries for two yards. But still, that's disgusting. So Ty Johnson, if he's out there, which he more than likely is currently, 
in the morning. He's going to be the hottest waiver wire pickup. So he's currently only owning 7% of leagues. I expect that to jump up into the 60s or 70% range. So he should be a startable uh, running back asset rest of season. Probably like an RB2, well, I'd say RB3 safe, fringe RB2. Yeah. Uh, he's someone definitely that you want to add right now. And like I said before, the Lions have been rumored to be adding a running back. But if they add like a – what if they bring – Zach Zenner was just released by the Saints, but if they bring him back, then Ty Johnson still holds a lot of value. Correct. Now, if they go and trade for a Kenyon Drake or I've heard Melvin Gordon's name thrown out there, then obviously his value is going to take a hit. But you can't just assume they're going to get one of those guys. So he's definitely someone you want to throw some fab at or put a waiver claim in, see if you can get him on your roster. Absolutely. All right. My final guy is – and I hope you got your puke buckets. <laughs> Devonte Parker, gross. I I can't believe we're talking about him right now. I told myself I'd never talk about him again, like two years ago, and here we are. But he's only had two games under ten points in PPR leagues. That's not bad on that terrible of a team. So he's putting up some decent numbers. He's had a touchdown each of the last three weeks. And they really just don't have anybody to use besides him and Preston Williams. So odds are he's going to get majority of the targets, which probably isn't a lot of targets, but it's a majority. Remaining schedule isn't terrible going forward. But if you had to, he's startable right now. And like I said, it's gross. Believe me, I know it's gross. But he's another guy, only 14% owned in Yahoo. He's a guy that you could pick up right now if you had to plug him in. You may not be that upset. Would you start Devontae Parker or Joe Mixon right now? <laughs> Devontae Parker. I don't even have to think about it. Oh. Yeah, it is gross. I, I 100% agree with you. But the guy's, the guy's playing over 85% of the snaps. He's got Fist Magic back in there, who is the gunslinger between him and Rosen. Yep. And like you said, he, he's putting up the numbers. I mean, the Dolphins are going to be behind in every game, right? Oh, got, they better be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're tanking for Tua. Yeah. So, just like you had said a minute ago, if Preston Williams or Devontae Parker's out there, I mean, they're both great ads at this point. Honestly, yeah. If you're hurting a receiver, those are two guys that are putting up some relatively decent numbers in PPR leagues. So, just like you said, if you don't want to add them right now, just keep an eye on the names. And check them next week. If they have another good week, then look to add them. But absolutely, get ten targets last week. They only <laughs> got five of them, but that's regardless. But he had five catches for fifty-five yards and a touchdown. So, right, that's a good day in fantasy. Absolutely, I one hundred percent agree. All right, so my final guy is going to be Mark Walton, another Miami Dolphin. Which, I mean. Oh. What are we doing? I, I don't know, but Kenyon Drake trade rooms are out there. You know, I don't know why they wouldn't move him. You, he's just they have waiting. no reason not to. He's just sitting, he's wasting away is what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, would you agree that he has all the talent in the world? I love Kenyon Drake. I've made that abundantly clear throughout the last year or two. Right, exactly. So they need to trade Drake. 
they still have Kalen Balazs. They've got Mark Walton. Let me sell you on why sell you on why Mark Walton is the better ad. Please. He started the last two games for the Dolphins, right? His workload has increased since the week four by all the way up to he played 52% of the snaps in week seven. That doesn't sound that impressive when you hear 52%, but let me let me put it in this perspective. Aaron Jones, who you you would agree that everybody likes, right? And I mean everybody, but the majority of fantasy players. He, he played 57% of snaps last week. Okay. So if you're a running back, not one of the top, you know, top four or five guys that are just the workhorses, you're getting in between 50 and 60% of your team snaps. It's a running back by committee, right? Yep. So over those last three games that he's gotten more, more and more workload, he's averaging 4.7 yards per carry on a terrible team. That's Which really means, No. That means his talent is starting to shine through. He was a talented player. The Bengals drafted him a couple years back. He got into some legal trouble. Bengals cut him. He signed out with the Dolphins, kind of a you know last resort. And just like in the NFL, talent, I mean, unfortunately, always wins, you know? Yeah. So he, he has the seventh easiest schedule remaining out of running backs. And he's only 20% owned in Yahoo leagues right now. Yeah, his name got brought up a lot in, like, our DMs and stuff and questions on Twitter. Should I pick up Mark Walton? And at first, I was like, no, he's still a Miami Dolphin. Do you really want a Miami Dolphin running back on your team? If he keeps doing this, then, yeah, he's worth an ad. Absolutely. Right. And running backs are thin right now, it seems like, and we keep losing them. Well, and let's say that Kenyon Drake – so put it this way. He's worth an ad with Kenyon Drake on the team, right? Correct. If Kenyon Drake gets traded, who's getting, the pa- who's getting the pass catching downs? It's definitely not Kalen Balaj. Have you seen that Twitter video from week one? <laughs> I hate Kalen Balaj. He's I know you do, and uh, I was wrong on him. I, thought, I really thought he was going to do something all right this year. Yeah, this he, is the Mike Victory Lap episode. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so to get your get your horns tooted. <laughs> All right, so that does it for our second half saviors. Uh, hopefully, you take some of that, you know, and you, you put it towards good use. Uh, Mike, we have a couple of interesting starts of the week. Yeah, but, we went but, a little deeper, but yeah, I guess so. But yeah, we did a couple deeper players, so we kind of stuck with the theme and grabbed a couple guys that are. We think that are startable, and my start of the week is Kenny Stills, receiver for the Houston Texans. Love it. Obviously, Will Fuller went out with a hamstring injury last week in the first quarter, so sorry for those that played him, including myself. It was it was it was rough. It was rough, but he's got a very positive matchup going against Oakland, who ranked thirty first against wide receivers in the league. Kenny Stills is going to be their deep guy. They have Kiki Kuti, who caught a touchdown, looked pretty decent, so he'll get some more work. But Kenny Stills is going to be that deep guy for him, and there's a good chance. Like last week, he caught multiple passes of 40 yards. So he's definitely a deep threat, and he was in Miami too. So he is a good receiver, and hopefully – they don't get up too far and early on and run the ball. But if you're looking for a guy just to maybe give you a solid week, a boom-bust week, 
Kenny Stills could be that guy. And even – I think he's going to be fine. Honestly, he had 100 yards last week, and that was with Kiki having a pretty decent game too. So I'm rolling him out there. Absolutely. I, I love that pick. Had you not submitted him first, he may have been my start of the week. Everybody wants to be like Micah here. Uh, I think there's a, there's a little Bow Wow movie about that. I'm going to go watch Like Mike when we're done here. <laughs> All right. So my start of the week, you might not even know who this guy is if you're listening, but there's a Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver by the name of Alex Erickson. Do you, have you heard of him, Mike? So I knew the name when I saw the doc. <laughs> I had to look him up. Like I knew the name. I could not picture the player. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just a little short guy, kind of like a Cole Beasley style. So he, the Bengals go up against the Rams this week, right? The Rams, when you think of them, you think they, they've got a pretty good defense, maybe not as shut down as it was last year, but top half of the league. Well, little known tidbit, they are the worst against slot receivers in the league. They're allowing over 16 fantasy points per game. Guess what position Alex Erickson plays, Mike? If I had to guess, I would guess the slot. Hey, oh, you are correct. So I am so sick of being right. Yeah, I know. I, I set you up for that one, but I'll let you take it. Uh, so in week six, okay, he played 79% of the snaps for the Bengals. He put up okay numbers. He has six targets. It's not bad. No, six targets, four catches, 47 yards. So he would have got you 8.7 fantasy points, right? In week seven against Baltimore, who is also their their third worst against the slot. He, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That that week week six was against Baltimore. They were third worst against the slot. Week seven was Jacksonville, right? So Jacksonville is a bottom ten against the slot. He put up 14 targets, eight catches, 137 yards. And he played 94% of the snaps. That is the quietest 14 targets, eight catches, and 137 yards I have ever seen. Exactly. Because I did not even know what happened. Correct. I know. I went to go pick him up in a league that doesn't run waivers. It's just a free-for-all. Somebody snatched him up. So, Also, bonus, he runs the ball. He's gotten at least a carry in each of the last two games. Last game, he had two carries. Those are just extra opportunities for him. You know, think of it like a like a screen pass. Yeah, so, if he's got the ball in his hands, there's a better chance of him scoring points. Absolutely. Now, in fact. I'm not saying I expect him to go for, you know, 14 targets, 8 catches, 137 again. But if he can get you 10 targets, 7 catches for 70 yards, yeah, maybe it shows up in the end zone. Who knows? The crazier things have happened. I just yeah. think – with bye weeks going on right now, with injuries happening, there's way worse plug and plays than Alex Erickson this week. I would concur. All right. So, uh, oh, actually, let me let's check out one more thing. Do you still have your? Uh, oh, I've got it right here. Let's see. I want to see what percent of Yahoo leagues he's owned in. You got a guess? I'm going to take a guess and say two percent. You said 2%? 2%. Like 2% milk? Sure. You are correct. It is 2%. All right. We, we, we got to get out of here. You were just you, – <laughs> you, 
You're just dominating everything right uh, now. I'm going to okay. go have an argument with my wife real quick. <laughs> we're done here. <laughs> so, all right. That'll do it for today, guys. We really appreciate you listening. Don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week, all right? Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Bros Fantasy Football Podcast. Remember to check out our website at fantasybrosff.com and follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Bros FF.